Look, you guys know me. You know me. You you know me. You know that if there's new technology out there and it's affordable and accessible, I'm going to do everything I can to explore it and check it out and, and be kind of an early adopter so that I can see if there's a practical application to the business world for you. It's a small sacrifice I pay for helping you out. So first off, I want to say thank you. This is... Uh, one of the last episodes of the year. It's December and um, before Christmas, so I want to say thank you so much for listening. Um, I got my Spotify recap, and it turns out there were 750 minutes of content created this year on this platform. So as podcasting, that is 12 and a half hours worth of material, and I did not have one episode with zero listeners. So I've always said that if I hit zero listeners, if there's an episode that goes out and nobody hears it, uh, and it's not due to some technical fault of my own, then I will stop doing the podcast. So hey, thanks to you guys, I get to keep going. All kidding aside, listen, this is going to be a good episode. Huge, awesome episode. Here's why. So I recently talked about the metaverse and what it is and how it works and all that fun stuff. Well, I was pleasantly surprised when my wife decided to buy me an Oculus Quest 2 when, and she wasn't going to, and then she overheard me say that, that it was going to be kind of a key into, into the metaverse. And she's like, well, it's business. I got to get it for you. It's not a tax write-off. I wish it was, but, uh, so I've spent you know, the better part of a couple of weeks now, um, playing around in there and not just playing, but also seeing the practical application from a business sense in productivity, you know, meeting in virtual spaces. What is that like? And you get a real sense. I, I, I had the opportunity to talk in the metaverse to two different people, only two. Now I didn't go and get all social and whatnot because I wanted to see more of a business side of it. I did explore a little bit, Um, And this episode of The Deep Gripping Reality is huge because I'm going to be talking to Dr. Chuck Fox, and I don't think I do a proper job of introducing him. So my goal in my conversation was, one, to pick his brain about virtual reality and the space that he works in, and two, to see if I could take a meeting in Horizon Workspace, which is is a meta product, and... um, turn it into a podcast? And, and if so, how difficult would that be? And it turns out it took some digging and it, well, actually it took some experimenting. There is no, there are no articles on the web I could find on how to do this. So you get this exclusively here first. Um, because my whole thing about the, the whole premise of this podcast, of this show is podcasts can be accessible to anyone and there's no excuse not to make multiple pieces of content. That's been the the mission from day one and this is the next step in that. So I thought if you're going to make a podcast in the metaverse, how easy would it be to create multiple pieces of content? Now, I didn't really tell that to Dr. Fox because he understands. He's a regular listener of the show. He told me himself I fit into his regular rotation, which I am honored because this man has a PhD and is a genius and is awesome in the VR space. So if he listens to my show, I know I'm doing something right. Now, no, I'm not just flattering him. He is brilliant. You'll see in a minute. But what I was going to say is this. I wanted to get down to the technical side of how I made this episode happen because I realized in my conversation with Dr. Fox, I forgot to mention it. So this is how I, I mentioned it very briefly, but it's fast. And so I'm just going to explain it now with the Oculus in any game or app, you can pull up a primary menu and you can record the session that you're in. Whether it be, um, as long as, I don't know if it works for streaming copyrighted stuff, but I mean for like games, for meetings, for whatever. And you can record that. So the issue I was going to have is, okay, how do I take that MP4 recording and how do I get access to it on a computer? And you can actually, once you've saved a video, you can upload it directly to Facebook, um, which is kind of cool. Or I think maybe even YouTube which is also kind of cool. But I thought, okay, no, but I need to extract the audio, right? And I want to be able to edit it a little bit. Turns out that if you plug an Oculus Quest into any computer, the computer sees it as an Android device and allows you to access it like an Android device. And sure enough, when you plug it in, uh, it shows Oculus as one of the folders. You click on that and it has video and audio. So I was able to go in, grab the, grab the video of our hour-long conversation, edit it a little bit um, to cut out the ums and uhs and things like that, because it turns out I say um a lot. And then uh, I created a video, which you can see the entire video on YouTube, but 
uh, I also pulled out the audio and got an MP3, which is what you're going to be listening to in a, in a second here. So it was pretty awesome. I was pretty excited. Um, and I also, after the, the, the podcast episode ended, Dr. Fox and I stayed on and we talked a little bit more because I wanted to show him uh, what it was like to have two people in, one person in the 3D space and one person in the 2D space, like uh, as if somebody was joining via Zoom. And uh, so that's what the thumbnail of this episode is, is a picture of that, because I took a couple pictures. And you can see more pictures of that on, um, on my Instagram, which is at TDGR Podcast. So check it out. Um, without further ado, this has been a very long intro, and it's about to get a little longer because I'm going to talk a little bit in the clip. But um, here is uh, the actual recording from my Verizon workspace of me um, checking it out a little bit. And then Dr. Fox jumps in and we talk for a while about where VR is, what it is in his world, and where it's going. Uh, this one's really good, guys. Grab a note pen because you're probably going to get some inter- a notebook and pen. Note pen. That's funny. Grab a couple things because you're, it's, it, you're going to take notes. This is interesting. It's about to get deep. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Deep Gripping Reality Podcast. Today, I'm super excited because I'm testing technology that is the future of podcasting. It's at least the future of business meetings, um, but very possibly the future of podcasting as well. You're listening to the Deep Gripping Reality Podcast. Gripping Reality is brought to you by a marketingstrategy.com. Check it out. Um, today, I will be joined by Dr. Chuck Fox. He is he works for a company called ESI. Um, and long story short, I'll let him explain it in a little bit, but he's basically a guy who has been um, playing around in the metaverse. I say playing around, but it's what he does for a living since before it was called the metaverse. He does these remote inspections, live remote inspections. Basically, they take a bunch of data and from like a, an accident scene or something, right? They, they use scanners and technology and then they rebuild and animate that technology in live, in, in, in a virtual reality space. And the cool part is you can walk around in that virtual reality space and then see the other person um, right there in real time. So this is kind of a kickoff. You'll notice I have a big welcome message up here for Dr. Fox when he does come. But what we're testing today, I figured if if I'm going to have a virtual reality expert as a guest on, on the Deep Gripping Reality, the very least that I can do is do it as my very first episode in the metaverse. Okay, so here's what I where I am. I'm using the Oculus Quest 2, the Q2 as, as people lovingly call it. And what you see in front of you is Horizon Workrooms or Meta's Workroom. And it's a virtual meeting space where I have this giant whiteboard that's virtual reality. It's, it's real, it's there, but it's in virtual reality. And I can actually pull that up on my desk. I'm going to show all these features to Dr. Fox when he gets in because he's never used this specific meeting space. But I can pull it up on my desk in front of me, in, in the physical space, in my dig, rather my digital space that's in front of me. And I can also, it says, oh, look, I've got a meeting in one minute. I can either like actually go up to that space um, or I can, I can either go up to that space or I can do it on my desk. I can literally write on my desk and, and pull up a whiteboard there. So it's really crazy, really cool stuff, great technology. And frankly, something that I'm super excited about. So this should be really interesting. I'm really excited to see how this pans out. But I can change the seating layout so I can have it be conversational. I can have it presentational style so it'd be good for classrooms. I can have it presentational style so it'd be good for classrooms. Um, and I, it'll automatically adjust to the number of people in the room. Another thing that I really like about it is that there, this screen over here that you see is for people who don't have a virtual reality headset. So multiple people can join like a zoom meeting ah who's this i see somebody in virtual reality hey. how are you hey how you doing you like my message on the whiteboard for you oh that's great let's see oh there we are 
Welcome to the Deep Gripping Reality Podcast, first episode on the metaverse. Wow, that is awesome. So this is your first time in, in workspace, right? This is Well, so I set it up the other day. Uh, yeah. Yesterday, I guess I jumped in and, and set up my space. But uh, yeah, this is my first time with someone else in here. I checked out your room. It looks like maybe you added a... Uh, a deer with VR glasses on the wall <laughs> since I was here last. <laughs> yeah. So here's what's cool about this is I can change the layout of the room uh, in real time. So now we're at a U-shape. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of cool stuff that I like about this. Um, and I finally figured out how to record stuff. So you're a lot tanner Super. in VR. Yes. Well, I, you know, I decided I should tan myself up a little bit just because, you know, <laughs> I'm feeling like I didn't get enough sun this summer. So that's fair. COVID and all, you know. That's fair. I respect that. But I, I was just kind of uh, talking to myself because I was testing the recording functionality. So this is let's get let's get nerdy here. Um, sure, absolutely. Um, so I love the virtual space that this is. I haven't tried any of the other ones other than this one since Meta is you know kind of going all in on this. I figured I should probably get familiar with it. Um, yeah. So what I found is that if you pull up on your menu, if you pull up the record functionality, you know, you can mm -hmm. record this session and then it'll save it. And I didn't realize this, but, and, and I'm sure a lot of my listeners don't know, cause I don't know how many Oculus Quest users I have, but it's run on an Android system. So it's very easy to uh, plug it into a computer and use it just like Android. You go to Oculus and you go to videos and you can, there's, you have the video file right there. It's an MP4. Wow. Oh, hey, sweet. That's awesome. Yeah. Yes. So then I can use that as video for um, if I want to put it on YouTube or on, you know, whatever I want, whatever platform I want. But then I can also, I have different technology that allows me to strip the audio from it. Um, uh -huh. So I can use that for the podcast. Perfect. Hey, that's awesome. Yeah. So, you know, the space is interesting because we... Um, we use a common space for a lot of our interactions with 3D data. So, mm -hmm. for example, it wouldn't be uncommon for us to laser scan some object, put it in a 3D space and interact with it. But we haven't done that in the context of a space like this. Yeah. And the 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 um, avatars we use are very simple. They look like a you know, they look like a mannequin that you yeah. put a wig on or something, right? And the name floats next to it. And we can communicate with one another. You can interact, but I'm kinda loving these little avatar like it's got my hand motion in here. <laughs> and it's it tracks it really well. Yeah, and it's tracking like our mouth, you know, movement mm -hmm. is actually really good. Like that's actually effective. I can see facial expression. Like I'm <laughs> that really impressed with, you know, with what Facebook is doing with this. This is really cool. As long as you don't try to look under the desk or look down, because it gets weird uh -huh. when you realize you don't have any legs. <laughs> it's like, it's just, you're, you're literally a floating torso. In fact, right, I don't. Right, yeah. I'm fact, curious I, if I go over to that. Hold on, I'm gonna pop over to the whiteboard real quick here. Uh -huh. Says don't forget your controllers because you have to use those to to do this. But um, um, I don't have them in my hands. That's okay. So I'm actually standing at the whiteboard now, and I have no idea how I look on yours. Yeah, that's a little freaky. You have no legs. Yeah, neither do you back there. But I can. <laughs> so the the way that the whiteboard works, it's really cool. You can't see them where you are, but there's little like footprints, and you can just uh -huh. click on, and it'll let you jump to whatever area you want to go to and then i can just write i flip my controller over oh, that's and really write cool. on it. it turns into like a pen in your yep. hand i see it yeah and then you can also choose your colors so you can there's like four colors you can choose from and uh what's really neat about it too is that back at the seat if i pop back over to my my seat here um you can look down on your desk and there's two little icons in front of you and, and the lower right. And one of right. them, yep, one of them is a pass-through, so you can actually see your real keyboard. And the other is putting that dry erase board right in front of you. Ah, very cool. So oh, I what's, love this. This is really neat. Yeah, so what's really cool about it is you can connect your computer to your Oculus um, either wirelessly or wired. If you, have a, you have to have a really good Wi-Fi signal to do it wirelessly. But then you can share files in real time. So you could take images and you could put them up 
on <laughs> this looks amazing on my side by the way i just see you like turning around I'm like, and, like <laughs> i'm like finding my controllers right yeah, like i because i like I, I have it set up for the hand oh boy it's very confused about my hands <laughs> this looks amazing on my side there we go yeah there we go my controller cables got a little messed up here so what's cool about this is that if you um if you when you have it there you can flip the you flip the controller upside down and you can use it to write and um you can it'll have you write on the whiteboard so i can at any time do a screen grab of this and and basically save that whiteboard for for the future and that whiteboard stays there until we either delete it or until it's until until we change it i mean it's it's really really crazy how realistic this stuff is um I see you trying to write, but I'm not seeing anything show yeah, up on the board. It's like yet. it's like temporarily. It makes you okay. So you have to have a clear space. Oh, on I your, see what's on doing. It still wants you me to, to draw it's a still circle. Calibrating here. Yep. Yeah. It's, okay. Now I'm ready to draw. Yeah. So now you can flip it upside down and use it as a pen, and you should be able to draw whatever you want. There you go. Okay, I'm not very good at it yet. <laughs> it takes a little practice. <laughs> what I found, surprisingly enough, what I found is it's actually easier to draw in the virtual space on the whiteboard than it is on your desk. It's weird. It's really, really cool stuff, though, because you can you can put pictures. If it's connected to your desktop, you can uh, add pictures. In fact, Facebook just announced yesterday that they're going to have an update to workspaces that they're rolling out slowly where you'll be able to customize the work, this this room, this meeting room we're in, and have your company's logo on the wall and whatever posters you want on the wall so it's more like an actual meeting space. Ah, very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. And, and you know, the, the cool thing about this and, you know, the interesting thing is, um, oh, there we go. It's resetting my desk here. I see. It's funny because on my screen it says pass through, and you look like you're in a very calm, meditative state. Yeah, it's like it is. It's in a pass through mode here. There we yeah. go. Got it. So um, the the thing that I'm you know that I'm noticing here right away, even though I'm pretty clumsy in it, which is you know pretty pretty normal for me, <laughs> is that you know the the time that it takes to become comfortable comfortable in these spaces is actually really short. Mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, that's been true since we first started creating these spaces and encountering them virtually. Like, you know, we jump in the space, we'll have a few people, we'll have a piece of geometry perhaps that we want to interact with. And within a minute or two, people have become comfortable with the space and are measuring things and doing things and interacting with the space, just like, you know, you would if you'd walked up and encountered this object um and that is just like that is it is just so crazy how quickly our minds are completely okay with this like we're just fine with this virtual space isn't that crazy it's we're just it's and it's it's what i found that's really cool especially about the oculus so here's my experience with vr because i'm going to explain mine and then i want to explain why i you are a vr god to me so i can't wait to pick your brain <laughs> My experience in VR, after you and I started talking about, you know, two years ago or whatever it was, I ended up getting a PlayStation VR. And, right. you know, it's using technology from like, I think the PS3 or something that has these little glowing balls on the end of it. And it's just, it's, it's clumsy, but it works. And the thing that I hated about it was that you had to have these super long cables and they were really thick and it was a pain to set up and it was definitely not mobile. I couldn't bring it anywhere. And right. so... My wife uh, overheard, we had a cousin who was saying, hey, I'm thinking about getting the PSVR for my kids, um, but I've heard that the Oculus Quest is better. What do you think? And I said, well, I've never had it. But my wife overheard me say the Quest is going to be integral to the metaverse and is going to be the future of doing business. She overheard me say that. Right. And so she's like, well, guess we got to go get you a Quest. I went, what? what, what? <laughs> and, then, and then I went, you know I love you, right? So right, this was, right. and, and the funny part is she did that on her birthday. Oh, so, very nice. <laughs> yeah. So for her <laughs> birthday, cool. she spent about 500 bucks on Quest stuff for me, which was cool. But you have an awesome wife. <laughs> I do have no idea, dude. 21 years we've been together and she's, she's, oh, she's my soulmate. But um, 
it, it, it was cool because then I was I immediately thought, okay, first off, I'm a gamer, so I love the idea of that. But then I thought, I want to see the productivity side. I want to see this. I sure. want to see the yeah. meetings. Yeah. I want to see, you yeah. know, and I want to see if it's practical to do some of the things. Like, could this replace Zoom? Yeah. Could this Absolutely. replace any of that stuff? And And what's cool is you see that black box that's floating over there to your right. Mm-hmm. That is a screen. So if you had somebody who didn't have an Oculus uh, or any VR and just had a, a desk, you, I've already had one meeting in here where there's a person there. Uh-huh. Right. It's They're the on the screen. They just pop in as if they were in Zoom or mm-hmm. Teams or something And they something see like us like boom. this. They see uh-huh. the whiteboard and they can see any files that we decided to share. Right. That is awesome. That is so cool. So it's crazy. And I've, I've really liked it. I love how responsive it is. As you said, it tracks everything right. really, really well. Right. Um, there's a game that I highly recommend that is so freaking neat. Um, it's called The Hand Lab or Hand it's, it's, I want to say it's it's hand geometry lab or something like that. Uh-huh. But basically, the idea of the game is just to demonstrate that you don't need controllers. So part of it is stacking blocks. Part of it is picking up a ball and pushing buttons. And it's just – it's such a fun, cool thing. It, it's mind-boggling. So when I bragged about having you on, on the Deep Gripping Reality, one of the things that I was excited about is you were in the metaverse – and helping create a version of the metaverse before it existed. Sure. With yeah, that. It, <laughs> yeah. It, you know, in fact, we, I, I don't, I don't think we appreciated, you know, when we started down the road of VR that it was going to lead here, you know, that was several years ago, you know, when we thought, Hey, you know, we're collecting all this 3d data and we're interacting with all these 3d things. And it just felt limiting to interact with those things on a screen, on a, on yeah. a flat screen where you, it was like, it was like peering at the world through this little window, you know, yeah. and it's like, we could be in it. Like it's, it's 3d geometry. Right. And so we headed down this road of developing a way to interact with the geometry on a one-to-one basis. And, and of course that was VR. And I, I should find some old pictures like, a, you know, we had one of the um, Oculus, uh, first generation, uh, development toolkits, nice. you know, where we had the really low res Oculus and we were interacting in space and, and it was really, really amazing. We did that a long time before we really thought about interacting with each other. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it was a very, it, it was a very solo kind of thing. You went in the Oculus and you interacted with the geometry and we were even curating animated experiences, you know, so we could put you in an aircraft that was going through an accident sequence. We could put you in a, in a ground vehicle that was going to, you know, maybe run a red light and have a collision. And you know, we had data for all these things. Cause that's the business we're in, you know, we're reconstructing accidents. And so yeah. being able to re-experience that as a driver, as a passenger, as a witness, you know, had a lot of value to us. What we didn't think about until more recently was the collaborative potential. It's maybe about a year ago mm-hmm. with the ad with, with, you know, the pandemic and, you know, restricted travel and, and, and we have three VR labs around the, the company. We have one here in Atlanta, we have one in Ames and one in um, the Chicago area, but people couldn't visit them, you know, because of COVID. It's a and lot of so that exactly. And so that's when we thought, well, let's just travel, you know, using our connectivity. And so I guess, you know, we sort of maybe fell backwards into the metaverse, but that you're right. Stephen, I mean, that's what we've been doing for a while now. Yeah. So to kind of explain what it is you guys do is you go, you're hired by um, firms um, Mm -hmm. in sometimes in personal injury, wrongful death, in various cases. And your, your job is to go collect as much data as you can. Sometimes that's data, visual data. Sometimes it's using scanner technology. Sometimes it's analyzing photographs or, or actual, you know, documentation. And then you basically consolidate all of that information and turn it, you make data visual. Um, Sometimes that's printing out 3D models. Sometimes that's, most of the time, it sounds like that's creating 3D spaces or seeing that visually in a 3D way and interacting with objects and essentially taking something where there may not have been a witness and making it using 1,000% solid data, recreating it so that there you can witness the unwitnessed. 
Yeah, that's absolutely right. So, you know, in, in any sort of event, there is an organized way to go about recreating it, right? And the mm -hmm. first thing is the geometry of the space that this event occurred within, right? So it, it perhaps it's an intersection where, you know, there was a, a vehicle accident. Well, we can go out and take laser scanners in the field and we can capture the geometry of that space within a millimeter or, or two's accuracy. So we can place every object that's in that scene in a very specific way. Um, that's kind of the initial stage where we would get in and interact with it in, in, for example, in a virtual space. And we would, kind of, that's sort of a dumb space in a way in that it's just the geometry. Nothing moves, nothing interacts, nothing does anything, but it is a geometrically accurate space. Then, you know, the next layer of the process is rebuilding the motion of things in that. So, yep, know, the physics vehicles move exactly, pedestrians move, yep. all those things. And so that's where, you know, security camera footage and dash cam footage and EDR downloads from vehicles and things like that start to give us the dynamic information we need to start putting motion to objects in that scene. And it sort of comes together piece by piece in that fashion and being able to interact with that at different stages to be able to occupy different points of view, a driver's seat, a passenger seat, a witness who said, oh, I saw everything and I was standing right here. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, let's, let's see if that witness's um, you know, statement jibes with what we know to be true from perhaps um, motion data we have from a security camera or something like that. So it really does allow us to reconstitute past events in an accurate fashion. While that might not seem as exciting as perhaps predicting the future or something like that, it's a, it's, it's having an accurate depiction of something that happened in the past can be exquisitely valuable to our clients who are trying to figure out, you know, what happened um, in a particular loss. Yeah. So, you know, essentially what it comes down to in any case like that is liability. You know, mm -hmm. is this the fault of the manufacturer? Did the seat belt break, for example? Was there, you see what's really, I'm sorry, Facebook decided to listen to me for no reason. <laughs> That's one of the downsides to being a beta tester for a lot of this stuff. It's like, hey, listen, no, um, if I, I forgot that I can literally tell I'm not going to say the word FB. I can say, I can call for it and tell it to start recording. Oh, and right. So it's right. kind of crazy. But anyway, it's cool. What, it is. It's pretty neat stuff. It's, it's like we a must virtual have, you know, We were saying stuff that was so cool that Facebook was. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we need to listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I've seen a lot of the animations that your team's come up with from years ago, and it puts mm -hmm. Pixar to shame. Like it's, I, no. I mean, it's photorealistic in a lot of ways. Yes. So you have some amazing, um, I, I want to call them graphic designers because that's essentially what they look like, but they're data scientists in a lot of cases. So they are. It's, yeah. just, it's, it's, it's so phenomenal to see that technology. I, I, felt, I felt honored because when Mark Zuckerberg did his big announcement about Meta, I thought I, I got a sneak preview of what this could be because <laughs> what is really cool is that with ESI Live – you're doing, you're giving people the opportunity to come together and be a part of a remote inspection process and say, hey, let me see this, this part from that angle. Let me see in real time. Mm -hmm. And so it, it's really kind of, it's cool because people are being able to interact from anywhere. I could be in Hong Kong or Beijing or whatever For and sure. be, take part in something that I can't physically be at. And that a video of, you know, I can't imagine how many people went, God, I would have asked this question, or I wish I would have been there because this mm -hmm. is something I totally would have brought up. And so that is such a valuable experience and you are light years ahead. I think that if for some reason you decided you didn't want to work where you do now, Meta would hire you in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah, from your experience. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's, it, I'll tell you, it's, you know, it's funny, like it, it you sort of, prime me to wax nostalgic here, Stephen, because it was, I remember in, gosh, it must have been about 1995, sitting in a conference room in Ames uh, in the research park. And it, at that time, the, the, the team that I was part of had people in it that are part of the team here now. And 
I remember seeing the Toy Story trailer come out and nice. you know, we talk about working in the 3D environment, like there was sort of like pre-Toy Story and post-Toy Story. Of course. It's kind of like, yeah, of course. Kind of like yeah. BC and AD, right? In terms of the <laughs> timeline, right? And, BT and we were- and AD. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, and so we were working, you know, pre-Toy Story and 3D. We, we knew a lot about 3D and we were manipulating, even though- it was like there weren't laser scanners and there weren't drones capturing things. It was very, very, you know, basic rudimentary 3D work. We were familiar with that space when really none of the world was until Toy Story. And mm -hmm. we saw that trailer and everybody, I think there was like a minute of silence after we saw this trailer. And it was just <laughs> like, oh, this is unbelievable. And that theme, you know, the, 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 the nostalgia of that time and working in that space is sort of happening again with Meta. Mm -hmm. Because here we are working in a 3D space that where we're doing, we're working really hard to reconstruct reality. Reality mm -hmm. that was maybe an event that happened a year ago or two years ago. We're trying to reconstruct that. Yeah, it's but not it's like you can just go much... straight there and it's the exact same. Like weather right. happens and, and yeah, construction exactly. and happens. Go, we might laser scan an intersection and it's mostly accurate, but you know, signs have changed since the accident or somebody pruned a tree or something. And so we still have to go back and fix it based upon the photographs from maybe the, the, the time of the event, right? And, and the rest of the world, Facebook and, and Microsoft and, and companies are looking at this, I think are thinking about it much more of like a fantasy space, just like mm -hmm. the like space this. we're in. You, you can be in yeah. this super cool space that like is just a figment of someone's imagination. And that's super powerful too. Yeah. Just like Pixar's Toy Story was this amazing illustration of what you could do in 3D. I think, you know, Meta and um, Mesh and, you know, some of these things that are happening now in, in the more commercialized 3D space are, are, are going to popularize it because, you know, they, they live up to the, the fictions that we would love to have in our lives. And, but at the same token, it's going to shine a lot of light on what we do and enable us to do even more in the, in the scientific and engineering space. Yeah. So I'm so happy you bring that up because there is, I mean, obviously I don't own this conference room. I kind of wish I did because it's pretty amazing and the view is spectacular. Um, <laughs> instead I'm sitting in my son's bedroom. So <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right. it's a little, a little different, but what's cool about it is you're in a completely different time zone in a completely different state. And we're able to have this as if I'm sitting right next to you. In fact, if I really wanted to make it awkward, I can do this. <laughs> Say hi, right. how are you? And here we are, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. I don't even know if we cool. can shake hands. Yeah. We can try. There we go. Right? Uh, 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 <laughs> but maybe, although, maybe we fist bump. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so here's what's funny about that. Uh, Facebook's working on a haptic glove. Have you seen this thing? Yes. Yeah, absolutely oh right. God. It uses like fluid and liquid and stuff. And and like just seeing the demos of, of when you pick up a ball or when they you play, like they were they were in two remote spaces and they were thumb wrestling. Like we couldn't do right. that. If we tried to thumb right. wrestle exactly. right now. Like it's like you can, oh, oh, maybe. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, I think exactly. I won. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... But it's, it's crazy where the technology is going, and I think it's so – I mean, there's been haptic suits for a long time and things like that, but it's so cool because it goes – it's going far beyond gaming and into yes. a realistic, practical world, and, you know, people like yourself who have access to dev kits are able to just take that technology and sprint with it, you know? Yeah. Um, I think that between that and Microsoft's HoloLens and their AR technology – it's insane. It is just crazy. Yeah. I mean, the, the virtual space that we're in right now, they've talked about, Facebook talked about how, they, how they're getting to a point and they're working on technology where your glasses will be able to scan a room and then reproduce that mm -hmm. room mm -hmm. in a virtual space. And right. I, 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 you guys do that already, we but do. Right. I'm sure it takes a lot more time than just putting on glasses and scanning a room. Exactly. And it's, you know, it's getting quicker all the time. Um, we just we actually just tested a scanner the other day that that while not as small as glasses it's sort of a you know a, a thing that you put on your shoulders 
um, like an exos, it looks like some sort of exoskeleton or something. Nice. It allows you just to walk around a room and scan it. So in the speed in which you can walk around, you can have a high fidelity, you know, model of that space. That's crazy. M much higher fidelity than, than you would really need to do the kind of thing we're doing here. So yeah. that technology, I mean, it isn't even around the corner. It's here. It's just not generally used. Um, you know, commercially yet, you know, and, and, and it, it's, you know, the scanner is an $80,000 piece of equipment. Exactly. So your average person is going to have it. But for an organization like us, that's using it for scientific data, that's well within the realm of something we would consider using. Yeah. So that's the other that you, you brought up something very interesting, you know, having this uh, essentially exosuit or whatever, we're talking about massive technology that didn't exist five, 10 years ago. And how do you consolidate that into a piece of headwear? That, right. You know what I mean? And so right. for people who want this in a commercial, a commercially viable way, they have to understand we're literally having to create technology. Not we, but I mean the, 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 the world that is doing this is having to create the technology that simply doesn't exist. You can't, you know, you can't, I'm sure you can, but it's expensive to take very, a supercomputer essentially and put it in a piece of eye, eyewear. Right. Right. And, exactly. And, so, and I think, you know, you're seeing, but you know, you've constantly seen the march in that direction in the technology space. I mean, you know, an iPhone now is a laser scanner, you know, yeah. you can, you can laser scan a space with an iPhone and, you know, honestly it works pretty good. And you can sort of say, you know, if you're in the business of professionally laser scanning things, it's like, okay, yeah, it's a little rough, but 10 years ago we couldn't laser scan anything. Right. Mm -hmm. It wasn't even a thing. And yeah. so the speed with which, you know, these technologies are getting into the hands of consumers that can then mobilize that into something super creative is happening really fast. Yep. Yep. In fact, also in the same announcement that talked about Meta fixing this space up and making it more personal, the same article. Did I send you that article? I wanted to, and I don't know if I did. I don't, I don't think so, but I could have overlooked it. So there's this great article that just came out. It was on um, Engadget or something like that, but mm -hmm. um, it was talking about how they also announced that the Oculus's newest update, which came out yesterday, uh, if you have like an iPhone 11 or higher running on whatever, you can now be playing um, a game and instead of having to have a green screen, it'll show you standing in front of the game playing it. So like Beat Saber Ooh. or whatever. And uh -huh. so it's and I mean, just you literally set up your phone behind you and then you start playing and they see what you see. But they also see your body in front of it looking like an idiot playing the game. <laughs> so it's absolutely crazy how this technology works and and how well. Um, and how fast it's developing. I'm just, I'm excited. I think it's a, wow. it's a, yeah. it's a cool time. Yeah, it is a super cool time. And, um, you know, it, it's interesting because being someone who, you know, utilizes these spaces, it's not lost on us that we've got to keep up the pace, you know, because when you, you know, two or three years ago when we were doing this and nobody else was, you can sort of be, you know, proud of yourself and lazy about what you're doing because, you know, you're sort of under the radar, <laughs> but this technology is enabling lots of people to do this. And, you know, one reaction to that is to, you know, be afraid of it. Oh, geez, why'd they do this? We've got this great thing going, right? But I, you know, my reaction, I think, is much more excited about this because it's really fun to see what is going to happen in these spaces. And I, you were talking about it in your last podcast, you know, what does this mean for like, what's real estate in the metaverse? What's, yeah. you know, it's common. Like I, at least I lament like, golly, I wish I'd have been alive, you know, 50 years ago when there was this great opportunity to invest and nobody knew about it. Well, we're standing at that precipice right now. Mm -hmm. Like here's this huge opportunity in the metaverse and there will be people that figure this out and capitalize on it and come up with some creative notion of, you know, value in these virtual spaces. And those are the next, you know, Mark Zuckerberg's really. So know? have you heard about, I, I, you, you know, you're talking to my heart there. I am a big believer that he who creates the platform and the marketplace is the one who will make the money and will succeed right. most. Have you heard of Decentraland? Yeah. In fact, you had mentioned Decentraland 
uh, I we remember chatted a couple it, weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. And I jumped on there and looked around, you know, and, and, and honestly, that has just planted this seed. That's like, oh my gosh, like <laughs> I, I will be negligent if I don't figure out, you know, something really cool because this is, you know, these are like really, really interesting opportunities. I think that, that are redefining what places, you know, are like, what's it mean to, to occupy this space, like this conference room we've talked about, you know, you hear people all the time talking about, you know, all the, all the things that ail, you know, the planet and, you know, all the global warming political issues. And oh, I just want to leave this planet. Well, this is it. Like, <laughs> yeah. here's the vehicle. Welcome right. to the other world. <laughs> right, right now. And, and, uh, you know, I keep, you know, I think of like Ready Player One, which I, I can't remember when that book was written. It was, you know, surprisingly a long time ago. Yeah. And here we are, we're in it. We're, yeah, it's, it's here. I don't know. Another good example is, have you seen um, uh, Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds? I've, I haven't yet, but I you were mentioning it on your last podcast, so I put it on my list now, movies I have to watch. It's hilarious. It's definitely worth the watch. In, in fact, you'll appreciate this. So my first true experience in the, in the Oculus was uh, I downloaded the, the uh, YouTube app, and uh -huh. I thought, you know what? Instead of having a big 3D experience, I'm going to try a 2D experience. So I, you know, I purchased a movie through Google Play or whatever, and it was uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, because I'm a comic oh, book nerd. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And yep. I sat back and being able to expand that to the size of a movie theater screen in front of me was awe-inspiring. And having that surround sound thanks to the headset, and it, it was just insane because I, here I am as if I was sitting in a movie theater watching a video that I bought on YouTube. Right, <laughs> right. It was right. like – so on that note, here's what I think is going to be interesting is – so they, they say that this is a creator's world. The metaverse is going to be mm -hmm. he who is able to create, especially um, art and, you know, architecture and things like that is the one who will be very, very well off in the metaverse. So I think that part of that will be interactive experiences um, and probably already are to where you could take your favorite YouTube videos or your favorite movies or whatever. And for example, instead of having this big thing behind me where we have this whiteboard, I would have a YouTube video I could hit play and we could watch it. So we're watching a 2D video in the 3D space with people next to us. And that's already exists now. It's, it's already something that, that they do. But imagine if you had a virtual gallery um, for ESI Live, where you could, mm -hmm. if clients wanted to know the kind of things you guys have done in the past as far as re recreation and that sort of thing, and you could bring them into the gallery and literally let them watch your YouTube videos yep. just up on the wall. Yep. They could point to the one they want to watch and then it'd start playing and it'd be like an art gallery, but in the virtual world watching 2D videos, way more impressive than YouTube. Right. Yep. Absolutely. I, I think that's, I think that's true too. The other thing that I've thought about that I think is probably really cool. Are you familiar with the artwork of Android Jones? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so this is an artist who has taken this, um, I guess what I would say is this amazing kind of 2d, you know, what, what you would think of as 2d art and make, he makes 3D things out of it, like yeah, out yeah. of geometry and things. And they're just absolutely mind-blowing. And what I've thought about is like, what if you could enter a piece of Android Jones's artwork? Like you could take what is in his head when he's creating yeah. something like this and actually experience that, you know, through a virtual vehicle, you know, mm -hmm. like we're in now, like be able to actually enter a piece of art. And I think there will be, you know, Things like that that are simply experiences we can't have in the physical world. They would be too expensive to create or yep. your ability to levitate and move in three dimensions just doesn't exist because of gravity. And when you take that away and you could do like imagine like these experiences and what they might do for us, you know, what, what art means to us, you know, in a virtual space, I think takes on maybe a new you know, uh, I guess a new dimension, pun intended, right? Because it would, <laughs> yeah. it would yeah, yeah. be amazing. And, and so, yeah, I mean, just, and, and this is just scratching the surface. I mean, we haven't even had a chance to, you know, play in this, in this space much. Yeah. I mean, those of us that are lucky have been here a little while, but it's a very little while. 
Yeah. And now you have access. Now that more people's minds are being open to this world, you guys are going to get access to stuff that you didn't even imagine because, you know, we're limited by our own brains. So it's it's like a collective think, you know? Right. Um, I think so. I saw when you said that, it made me think about I recently got on Reddit for one of the companies I work with. And um, they there was a thing in there from Decentraland where an architect mm-hmm. had said, I made this beautiful Zen home. It's currently for sale on Decentraland. And it was a video collection of just basically giving you a walkthrough of what that virtual space looked like. Mm-hmm. And so what it, that in that way, that architectural piece of art can be owned as an NFT and you can go in and physically experience, well, not physically, but virtually experience it. But what I like about when you said that, that you, there were physical limitations, I'm imagining in my mind, how cool would it be if it started as a, you're feeling the skydiving experience and then you go into the water and you're surrounded by the ocean, you see a, an octopus, you know, swim guy or whatever, or in the bottom of the ocean, and then you go under and you're surrounded by lava and, you know, it, it, it goes straight through the earth. I mean, it's yeah. just the, it's, it's mind blowing the possibilities and, and experiences that we'll be able to have. And oh, right. I, can't I mean, wait. we think about, you know, we think about real estate in the, in this traditional sense, right? Like, like a space that, you know, you own that's limited by a variety of things and absolutely could be unlimited, you know, in, in the yep. metaverse. And, and so what, what, what's that mean? What's, and, and like you mentioned NFT, like, you know, well, so an economy is developing around this, right? Mm-hmm. And, and what's it going to look like? How do you capitalize in a space where, you know, literally there's no limits, right? I mean, it's a yep. very exciting time that we're in. And this is a super exciting frontier. You know, it's so crazy though, when we talk about, I'm, I'm kind of backtracking a little because I started thinking about this as you were, as you were saying that, just take a look at your hands for a second. Mm-hmm. Now think back to the Pixar stuff. Right. <laughs> Look how far we've come in just a short time where we it's rendering literal cartoons of uh, of us in real time as we speak. It's animating it in ways that the Pixar people f- just fantasized about. Right. Exactly. It's, and it's taking cues in a meaningful way. Yeah. Like it's, you know, if I put my fingers together, you know, I can actually interact with a menu here. Like it, it's already, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, right. And so, you know, and I, and I think about like, I can't help but think about what it, what the work we were doing at that time looked like compared to now. And that's 20 years, right? And, and, and the speed of change has increased dramatically. I mean, mm-hmm. what our hands are going to look like, what these clumsy, you know, we're going to look back and say, oh my gosh, that was the clumsiest thing <laughs> like, ever, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, just watching wow, it jump around. Yeah. 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 It's just incredible, you know, what's going to happen. So, yeah, this is, it is, it is amazing. And then, you know, the fact that it knows about the tool, like I pick up a tool and it knows I'm now using the tool. Right. It's just, right. Uh, and this it's uh, that's why I wanted to have you as as my first guest to test out this technology and see if it was a viable way to do podcasts but also kind of get your get your thoughts on all of it because this is just it's such a, a cool time you know and it really there's is. so I think the thing that's interesting is this uh workspace is free mm-hmm. um the collaboration stuff is free you can buy a business I just knocked over my yeah, I just knocked my controller off on the floor too a little while ago. It's like, whoa, <laughs> that happens. Now my arm looks all weird. Anyway, um, <laughs> but this space is free, and what's interesting is there are paid versions. Like for like fifteen bucks, you can get yeah an office suite. But the question is, you know, none of it really works with Microsoft Office, as far as I know. None mm-hmm. of it really works with. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I think personally that Google needs to get into this so that the Google Docs and the whole Google Suite can can be accessible um it's just mind-boggling to me the options that are already there versus what will happen you know what i mean yeah for sure and it's it's like i know just from from tools that we've sort of looked at in the industry um as we were developing es esi live we had a virtualization component you know in mind with it and so we looked at some tools and there are third parties out there that are developing tools that are like the, not unlike the room we're in, 
mm-hmm. in which you can insert your own geometry and, and you can interact with it and it can be animated. So you can, you can have things that move. And we experimented with some of those tools. They're very expensive. Um, cause as you can imagine, you know, these developers are developing for a very small audience right now. Yeah. And I think Facebook and some of these companies will enable by creating an audience that understands, uh, you know, the value of virtualization, they will, they will create the audience that will drive, you know, really drive down the cost of interacting in some of these third party spaces. I do think, you know, Facebook, Microsoft, some of the big players will lead the way yeah. um, for a while. And it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what's Apple think about this? What's their, you know, how do they play in this space? What does Google do in this space? Uh, you know, clearly they've been aware of it for a long time. So, you know, they're thinking about it in terms of a strategy. I think you will see Microsoft moving into this space with, you know, they announced Mesh. I think, you know, they're going to they're gonna head into this space with their Teams platform and, and the Microsoft stack. Thank God. Um, and, and they will be, you know, much more, you know, they're going to be thinking about how people, how people work in these spaces. How are they productive in these spaces? Facebook, you would expect is going to be thinking about how people socialize in these spaces. So yeah, it, it's, it's going to be really interesting. What's, what's music, you know, what's going to happen in the music industry with this space? Um, what's a movie when you don't have to watch on a screen, you can actually be in it. You know, so what's on that, that, whoa, I just, <laughs> so I stepped out of my zone and my desk zone and everything. I got to see the real world, like you're faded half well, in and out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping so much that what's being recorded, what I'm seeing is what you see right now. Cause yeah, I think I'm, so. I, I, I see you in I the chair so. with the whiteboard in the background. It's super cool. That's crazy. Um, but so this is, this is a good point. Um, when I installed YouTube, do you have YouTube on your Oculus? I, you know, I don't yet. I Get haven't it. installed it on Oculus. <laughs> Get it today. So here's yeah. what's cool. So you're talking about experiencing virtual movies and things like that. The first 3D movie I saw was uh, 9-11. Mm, and it was mm-hmm. surviving 27 hours in the wreckage. And it was the last wow. person pulled out of the wreckage of 9-11. Oh. And her narrating her story. And as she's doing it, they're using photographs to make it 3D. So you're standing on the streets of New York and you see, you witness the second plane hitting the the tower. Mm -hmm. And it's not Mm -hmm. animated, it's all photorealistic. And so you hear people around you in New York, you see things and she's telling her story and every once in a while it fades in and she's sitting in front of you in a 3D space. (sighs) And it's such a, I mean, I'm getting, you can't see it obviously, but I'm getting goosebumps. It was- Yeah, that's just powerful. Yeah. It was cool. It was it was neat. And then there's another one that's exploring the Titanic. And mm-hmm. so it takes you down and it lets you see the Titanic, but then they also have it in a virtual world. I mean, it's it's so crazy how we we will be able to physically, I mean, we already can. It's insane. Experience history and witness things like nobody was at Pompeii that's still alive. Right. Right. You know. Or, or the uh, the Tunguska event, yes, <laughs> you know what I mean? exactly. And but those so are cool. things that you, you know you're speaking to me in those because those are events that we know things about that could be reconstructed in an accurate fashion, right? So you could re-experience those things even though no one was there witness or take a picture or anything like that. Um, yeah. So it's, like it's, the uh, the Diana thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. Right. And and so. Um, the other one I was going to mention to you is, have you played in um, Google Earth VR? No, I saw that it's okay. there, but I haven't played with it yet. So I'll take your YouTube tip. You need to take the Google Earth VR tip because it is unbelievable. Like you could waste the rest of your life in Google Earth <laughs> VR. There's a good like chance you, I will. Well, because you know how cool Google <laughs> Earth is, right? And and to be able to go to places and, and stand in the streets and look at these, you know, remarkable, either, you know, natural wonders or, you know, stand in Central Park in New York is just unbelievable. And to be able to transport yourself around the globe, you know, with a few clicks is just remarkable. So you have to, you know. So it's like that. Google Street View, but in 3D. It's, it's so... 
it's it's both right so you have this geometric representation of the planet that you can go to places and and a shocking like a surprising amount of the planet is now rendered geometrically so buildings and everything so major wow. cities things like that you can go into you know fairly accurate textured versions of those cities but then if you go to the street level it has this really cool street view version that you pop up with your controller they may have the hand controls there now where you pop up this sphere and it looks like this big soap bubble and you just jam your head into it (laughs) and you're in street view and you're like looking around in the photographic, you know, street view and you can sort of maneuver around in that as well. It's just remarkable. It's, Oh yeah. I'm going to waste days of my life in there. That sounds awesome. It's super cool. That sounds very, very cool. I, I, I'm really excited about the, the direction that everything's going. And I think that, I mean, I'm not meaning to look away from you too much, but I haven't really taken the time to look around this room. And I didn't realize that there's like a little villa down there. And, and right? there's a, exactly it's it's crazy. Like you have a giant, beautiful lake behind you with a bridge. Oh. It's oh, <laughs> I, see what I, mean? I didn't see the lake. Yeah, the lake is spectacular. Isn't that gorgeous? I mean, it's just so neat that you, that we can do this. I wish somebody would turn on those fans, though. It's a little warm in here. Yeah, it is getting warm, isn't it? <laughs> I noticed that, too. It's getting a little warm. <laughs> And I do like that since we scheduled this for an hour, I like that it's got a little timer up there. Yeah, exactly. We've got like 13 minutes left. Isn't that crazy? I just, I, I'm so happy. I really appreciate you taking the time to meet with me in this world. Um, I'm pretty sure this is the first time we've ever met face to face. You know what? You're right. I think yeah. that's crazy, isn't it? Like yeah. in this crazy pandemic world, like there's so many people we know as friends that, you know, like, oh gosh, you're right. We've never met. And I wouldn't have, if you'd like, until you said that, I, it's like, oh yeah. I mean, like, of Holy course, we, we but meet on a regular basis. Isn't yeah. this appropriate? I mean, it really. is so cool. Right. If we're yeah, going to meet, is... this is the way to do it. <laughs> right. For sure. Yeah, for sure. This is super cool. Well, I've had so much fun and I think it's so, I, I really appreciate your time. I know it's valuable and um, I've missed talking to you so much. Um, yeah, it's been great to catch up. For sure. So let me ask you this before we kind of wrap things up here mm-hmm. with the direction. So with what you've experienced today in this space, mm-hmm. give me some solid impressions of what you think, uh, since this is honestly, truly your very first experience with Facebook works at work. What is it? Workrooms, workspaces, whatever it's called. Right. But so tell me about this and, and, and how you feel about it, what you think they're going to do with it. Just give me kind of, I want to hear you nerd out a bit. Go for it. Right. So, yeah, so I, this is the first time I've interacted in a space like this one. I am super impressed. It, 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 you know, when I jumped in here yesterday, I thought, whoa, this space is, is really cool. You know, it gives you that feel of when you first put on your Oculus Quest and you get you know, in that 3D space and it's really cool. But, you know, um, so, so I, you know, I was, I'm used to that and I'm like, oh yeah, this is a, this is a really cool space and the textures are nice and all that. What's crazy is interacting with you in this space. Like the, the rendering of the avatars and the facial movements and the hand gestures are just so realistic. I'm really, really impressed by that. And that gives me that level of comfort uh, yeah. that I mentioned earlier, like that people seem to become comfortable super fast in these virtual spaces. You know, like in 3D animation, there's, um, the term is jumping out of my head at the moment, but it's- um, The Uncanny it's, Valley? The Uncanny Valley. That's exactly that what one? I'm looking for, nice. right? That's exactly the one where, you know, you're really more weirded out by it than, than feel warm by it. I don't get that here. Yeah. Like it feels super comfortable. And somehow this avatar has, you know, captured enough of you that I feel like, Hey, there's Steven. Like we're, we're talking, right? This is awesome. And so I am really overwhelmed by that. I I think that's really cool. I'm, you know, accustomed to interacting with things in virtual space and geometry and thinking about what can I measure this and how accurate that's going to be. But to have this human interaction in this space is really special. And yeah. I think that is going to drive a future for this that is going to be super exciting. If, it, you know, if you ran into that uncanny valley here, it's like, oh, people are maybe not going to go for it. 
Yeah, the missing will, the legs thing was about it. It's a little weird. Yeah, it's a little weird. Yeah, but maybe maybe that's abrupt it. enough that it doesn't take you to the uncanny valley, I guess. Yeah. The the thing I will say that I think it needs to improve is as I sit here today, you know, having the quest two on my head. It, at first, it's not bad. After 50 minutes, it's a little uncomfortable. My face is kind of hot, and, you know. The focus maybe isn't perfect. My eye separation isn't dead on. And those little tiny things that don't bother you in the first 30 minutes are, start to build up, you know. And yeah. so it, people, I think what their first experiences in this space should be in small doses. Yeah. Um, there's certainly, I know early on in my interactions with VR, you know, vertigo and, and a nauseating feeling was yep. a little problematic. And it's I've VR and motion sickness. Yeah, exactly. And I've gotten way past that. You do get accustomed to it and that doesn't bother me anymore, but just physically the weight of this headset, it doesn't seem like much at first, but you know, after time it does, and that's going to improve. I mean, that's the mm -hmm. great news is these things are going to become miniaturized and lighter weight and, and better. Um, and so that's going to, that's going to move this technology along. So being there several years ago and sort of struggling with the things we've struggled with and seeing how far this has come, it's like, this is, we're finally getting there. We're getting the momentum. We're going to get off the ground and this is going to be just amazing. So I'm, I'm super excited, Stephen. I'm, thanks a million <laughs> for inviting me to your conference room and, yeah. you know, interacting here because this has been just fabulous. It's, I, I, I say this all the time, but the pleasure truly is mine. Um, I have one last question for you about what you sure. do. The the VR spaces that your that your teams work in, what kind of headsets are they using? I mean, how's the technology different? I mean, I, I don't know. Tell me, what are, what are you guys working with? Yeah, so we're working in the, this very headset. So we we'll, we use the Quest Two uh, fairly frequently because it's you know powerful enough that we can deliver a, a pretty good virtualized experience with as long as we can optimize the geometry that we're working in. So mm -hmm. the beautiful thing about the Quest 2 is it doesn't require a big workstation to drive it. Yeah. You know, we can load an experience on it, put it in the in the egg, you know, shaped case and ship it off to our clients so they can just pop it on and, and have that experience. And so in in limited ways, the Quest too is awesome and we're using it in the labs we're um we're typically using an htc wireless system so mm -hmm. similar resolution similar capability um but we're defining a space you know in a room that's physical that we can actually walk around so you know users want to be able to walk around something like a locomotive or you know some something that's fairly large a vehicle something like that and we to the extent we can we provide you know a navigation means that allows them to move around for big distances, but they can walk around it in yeah, small yeah, yeah. distances. And the HTC wireless system is really good for that. You you kind of hit on that a little earlier. The wireless systems are fantastic. And when, you know, the initial systems were all tethered, the development kits were tethered and you had this wire and I never thought it was a big deal until we put on wireless. And it's like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow, to be able to, freedom. Yes, exactly. <laughs> to be able to walk around with this on and not, you know, have like any limitation is super powerful. And so um, honestly, I think one of the most interesting devices out there right now is the Quest 2. And you can go to a variety of vendors and, you know, for $299 or $399, get started in this space. And it's amazing. I love it. I think it's a great introductory thing. I agree with you, what you said earlier about um, warning people about the, uh, about VR induced motion sickness. It is a thing. It takes a while to get used to. Um, I haven't experienced it as much here, but I, I, I will say that one of the things I noticed too, being a relative, I'm, I'm a, essentially an infant in the VR space. And one of the things that I noticed is that if you just close your eyes for a couple of minutes and let your brain recalibrate, recalibrate you're fine. Mm -hmm. um, yep. One of the games that I saw that was a roller coaster game that was a free game that came with the, the Oculus uh, had a little target on there and said, if you start to feel nauseous, stare at this uh -huh. And in the game. And I just thought that's, that's smart. That makes sense. But I, I think this is an exciting time, not only for VR, but for, for your industry and for what you do. And uh, I, I 
can't think of a better guest to be my first guest in the metaverse. Hopefully it's the first of many. Um, for a short time there, I didn't have a, a desk camera except for on my laptop, which wasn't powerful enough for me to do the meetings I needed to do. So right. this is a really interesting and, and potentially viable way to do new meetings. Um, because So you've never been in this space before. Did you have to, when I sent you the link, did you have anything you had to install? I would assume so, right? Uh, yeah, I, I actually, I actually went and installed workspaces, went through that process. It was really straightforward, maybe took me 15 minutes or so. And I was up and running and in, you know, jumped in your room and, and, you know, got to look at it a little bit yesterday. So it was, it was an easy process and man, you know, what you get for that little bit of work is great. And it's cool. cool. Like you're showing me the, you know, what we call the pancake you know, yeah. here, you know, in the room, that's awesome because it accommodates folks that don't have a quest to, you know, to jump into this space, they can still participate. And that's one of yeah. the things we've really tried to do at the SI Live is say, hey, if you have, you know, a VR headset and are going to interact in the visualization space, we welcome that. But we're going to accommodate you if you don't. You can jump in on yeah. your laptop and, and, and have a, a good experience that way too. So check this out. Uh, I'm going to, so the podcast portion of it, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, yes. Uh, Engsys.com is the website, right? Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. And if you, if people want to contact you, uh, I'm sure they can figure out ways, uh, preferably just business inquiries. I doubt that you want to have this long of conversations about VR with anybody, but, um, <laughs> uh, hold on just a sec. So I, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to stop the recording end of this and i'm going to show you what it looks like to have somebody in the 2d space real oh, yeah, quick if cool. you have a minute awesome yeah that would be super cool thank you Steve. and thank you so much for having me on this show Stephen. this is, oh it's been this so is much really fun. awesome i love your show thank you and, and you know it's funny i said the other day on one of my show on one of my episodes that as long as i have one listener i'll keep going right <laughs> well unfortunately you, it's always been more you gave me a freaky experience because I was actually working out in the morning and I, that's when I had listened to podcasts and, and you're yeah. in my rotation and I'm listening to your podcast and all of a sudden you were like at the end of the show, you're like, and I'm going to have this guest. And so I'm like, oh my God, he's talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, it was funny because I was like, I don't want to overpromise and under deliver here, but God, I want to get Chuck Fox on here. <laughs> I got to get him on. Like I've wanted you on this show for like two years since I started doing it. So yeah, it's, it's definitely, um, overdue for us to have this conversation so thank well, you i'm so excited to be here because it's it's a it's a great moment for me too i love your show so it's fun the deep gripping reality is brought to you by a marketingstrategy.com check it out so this may be my longest um episode to date if you're still listening to this then that means you've already heard the outro uh, but i do want you to know that my first experience in VR, I had downloaded the YouTube app and I watched Venom Let There Be Carnage in a big big screen format. So it was like I was at the theater by myself in VR and it was awesome. So I'm gonna give you some more insights into what it is, but I will let you know that Horizon Workspace has become my primary go-to meeting space. It's overtaken Zoom, it's, it's overtaken uh, Microsoft Teams for me because the file sharing is there, everything is there, it's awesome. So um, thank you very much for listening and uh, I hope you have a great day and uh, dig deep my friends.